0: this hello and welcome to episode 384 of the rollo and slappy show today right. is no, today is november 20th 2023 i'm rollo mcflugel and with me is slappy jones show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 384 i uh i tried to do a, a ninja start on you you did and uh, it wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. I thought you would be kind of talking to yourself more. But sorry. Sleppy had some mic issues and yeah, was figuring out. And uh, we got the birds game starting soon, Monday Night Football. So we're starting a little bit early and I was being impatient. So 8-14-9. while we're on the topic yeah, um, of Philly sports. Uh, Aaron Nola re-signed with the Phillies. Yeah, did he really? How about it? Yeah. 7-year deal, so All right, so we got Nola locked up.
1: He pitched really well in the playoffs. Um And he yeah. you know, is a great pitcher typically. He I think I'm not looking at his numbers. I'm just going off the top of my head, it wasn't as great this year as he had been, but he really pitched well in the postseason.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I mean I'd rather just keep a guy that you had than let it yeah, go. Absolutely.
1: Then... Take a chance on someone. I love that. I love Marinol. I think he's great.
0: Yep. Apparently there's some Japanese pitcher that they're going after too. It's supposed to be pretty good. So we'll see. But, uh, not that guy. Another yeah, one. Okay. Um, no, but, but it's, it's good to see. I, you know, it's fun to have players kind of just be around forever. Sure. And Aaron ola has been around for what, like nine years, I think. Because I think something I saw something that said like if he if he completes the seven years with his contract, he'll be here in Philly for sixteen years. Wow! So you don't see that very often, but it's nice to see. It's it's fun. Like I said, it's fun to root for players that that be uh, that are on your team forever. Yeah. Um. And how? was just me i was the only one only one saying it but uh the flyers are second in the division they are uh <laughs> they're winning games on a five-game winning streak
1: well speaking of which i am um taking my four-year-old to his first ever flyers game on friday
0: Oh nice. Uh was that a Rangers game? It
1: is indeed.
0: Nice. Rangers are the number 1 team in the division, so
1: Not for long.
0: Not for long, no. No, but um like <coughs> Excuse me. Uh I didn't everyone said the Flyers are going to be really really bad this year. And I really didn't think that was going to be the case. Um, you know, I know I said they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I didn't year.
1: think they. I well, I mean, I if if I had to bet I'd say they'd be bad, but I I I don't know. I actually kind of thought they'd be better.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought they'd be kind of one of those young pesky teams that are kind of fun to watch and and would kind of challenge to get a playoff spot. Yeah. Um, I actually think that they're better than I thought they would be. Uh, their their defense has been surprisingly good, even with the injuries that they've had. Uh, they've been without Roastaline all year. And, you know, Mark Stahl, that a lot of Flyers fans don't really like, but he was one of their starting six guys, has been out for a while. And uh, you got a guy like Nick Seeler, who last year was like a sixth or seventh defenseman, was kind of in and out of the lineup he's been fantastic yeah getting a lot of minutes and uh the guy they got from the kings who was kind of a nobody sean walker he's been on both sides of the puck like really good and travis sandheim who everyone was ready to run out of the city and he was a topic of a lot of trade rumors he's been a bonafide number one and logging a ton of minutes and putting up a lot of points and just being absolutely fantastic. Um, even, even a guy like Igor Zamula that no one ever heard of, he's like kind of solid too. So it's, it's, it's neat to see. I mean, they're the Tortorella has got like kind of a defensive mindset and everything and, and really make sure that, you know, you take care of business on that end. And, stuff is coming together guys are scoring there's young players that are contributing that's kind of what this season would probably was supposed to be was like a talent evaluation for a lot Mm -hmm. of young players and it reminds me of the it reminds me a lot of the 2007 season where the flyers had a lot of young players and they added some veteran pieces and all the young guys weren't ready yet and so it's a disaster of a season and then the next year, you know, they basically the same core of players, all the young guys, but they took that step. They had that year under their belts and they were ready to go. And that was the year they went. Or no, was that 2000? That was 2010. I'm sorry. Some hmm. two years. So 2009 season, 2010. And they ended up uh, going to the cup against Chicago. And it kind of has that same kind of feel to me. Except this year is that the younger guys were ready to go. Um, so it's fun. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, also, they have Carter Hart now, who's, who's the best goalie they've had in a while. Also, speaking of goalies, uh, rest in peace, uh, Roman Cechmonic.
1: Czechman Checkmonic passed away.
0: Yeah, he was, like, 50-something years old. Um, Holy cow. I don't really know the details of what happened, but he was apparently, like, feeling sick one day and kind of, I guess, went to bed and just didn't get up or something. Um, That's sad. Yeah. But he was only on the Flyers for, like, three years, but he was uh, it was an outstanding three years, and he was really fun to watch. I had a... I actually had a hockey blog for a while before i started doing libertarian stuff and the type, the name of it i don't even know if you knew i did this oh, but I the title oh uh, yeah okay but the title of it was cranium carom that was the name of the blog um uh, hmm. after after his uh famous <laughs> save um where he would he would stick his head out to make saves with his mask Kind of flash in the pan for the Flyers, but. But he did have a nice run. Yeah. I mean, he won the Jennings. Yeah. Shared with the best goalie in Flyers history, Robert Ash. Yeah, certainly up there. Yeah, we are the number one uh, Robert Ash appreciators uh, in the world. Or at least I am. Indeed. Uh, my cousin's a Robert, Dash appreciator too. So oh, she just them. runs in the family. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've been fun to watch. Um, so, uh, we'll see what happens with them. Okay. So there's a topic I want to talk about Uh-oh. that we'll get into, but before that, we want to talk about, um, something that happened in the news, Oh yeah. uh, the Argentinian elections are over. Did you see yeah, that? I did. And uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I'm not even going to try. Javier Malay, I guess. Malay? Sorry. Malay? I don't know. We're, we sh- we should know this, but we don't, so deal with it. Well, I'll say uh, Malay. But uh, uh, an outspoken and self-proclaimed narco-capitalist is yeah that's pretty wild i don't know
1: much about the guy but that's pretty crazy
0: well all the videos i've seen of him have been absolutely incredible yeah like in a good way Mm -hmm. oh yeah just aggressive and outspoken wow um basically what you would expect if one of you know, our brethren in Twitter and Twitter and the ANCAP world got like a political platform and we're allowed to run. And they would just be like, all right, just basically do whatever you want. Uh, that's been this guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, going into it, it seemed like he had a good shot. Now, was he going to get railroaded and they were going to try to steal the election from him? That was the big question. I you don't know if there was some funny business, but he ended up winning. And so, uh, you know, we're not, obviously we talk how much we hate politics and everything. We do, but, um, it's good to see this kind of thing happening. Um, as opposed to just like the another, fact that, um,
1: a guy who calls himself an ANCAP gets elected is pretty impressive to me.
0: That's wild.
1: Like, I, I mean, not that long ago, I would have said that's, that's like not. Okay, it's not possible.
0: Agreed. Uh, But the the Argentinian peso has been, you know, hyperinflating. It's been I don't know if it's technically at the point of hyperinflation. It may be. But I think like it's over the last year, it's I saw 140 percent or something like that. Yep. And their economies in shambles and um, people are kind of done with yeah. it and so they're like all right well this guy's, <laughs> this guy's saying something a little bit different so um but of course of course everyone is cranky about it now obviously Were people the, the,
1: complaining that he's not in cap enough or something
0: uh yes all right <laughs> so like he said some things positive I mean, that about wasn't Israel. Predictable. Yeah, he said some things that were, like, positive about Israel and, like, Amer- relations with the U.S. Yeah, that's the
1: funny thing. Like, you know, we've <laughs> talked about Israel. I'm not in depth. But are you telling me there's nothing at all, like, redeemable about the people there?
0: Well, no, he's talking, like, he's uh, apparently, like, an Israel support. He's like, pro-Israel. Government. Yeah, like the like the, the, the kind of neo-Zionist. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw a clip of him today kind of talking about it, and it wasn't, like, full-throated, you know, John McCain, you know, Zionism kind of thing. Yeah. But the thing to remember is the guy's Jewish. He converted to Judaism, too, so, mm. like, <laughs> yeah, he should have been Catholic. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, we, you know, it's – what. here's the thing what's so funny about this is that a lot of like the, everyone is always criticizing libertarians and anarchists and, and AnCap's is book. Oh, your thing will never work. You're never. And it's funny too, because they're like, you'll never get an ANCAP elected. And we're like, that's not what we're trying to do. And then an ANCAP gets elected and it's just like, wow, he's pro Israel. And he's got his picture on the W world economic forum website and then like they find a couple things to be wrong with them and these might be he might be terrible on these issues i don't know we'll like only time will tell but like when you complain about that stuff and freak out and be like oh this guy's oh, these couple things he's just oh it's just she's just trash like screw it uh you know everything's out the window like you're missing <coughs> excuse me you're missing the bigger point of what's going on and that a guy who is a self-proclaimed anarcho-capitalist became the president of a country. Like he might be end up being terrible. He might be doing the same kind of garbage stuff for reasons who like maybe it's because he's forced and they're they're going to murder his family if he doesn't or maybe he's just, you know, a scumbag and, and going to do that kind of stuff anyway. And it was all talk. Okay, that's fine. Like, we can't control that. But what's impressive and why this matters is that there were enough people down there to be like, you know what? This guy who's talking about how much he hates the government and how terrible the left is and how terrible socialism and communism is and how good capitalism is. Let's give this guy a try. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. And that's what matters. Because government Politics is downstream of what the populace wants, yep, and so as the as the people start to change and start being more oriented towards capitalism um, and smaller government, then the government's just going to naturally have to reflect that mm-hmm. because it can't work if they don't. That's kind of the irony of it all is that the government is at the permission of the people. Uh, And if the people decide that they don't want it or want something, then that's what they're going to get. And unfortunately, we have just a lot of sheep and everything currently. And I mean, sheep is kind of a, I don't even like to say that, but it's just people don't understand what's going on. Yeah,
1: it's funny to say, um, because I know what you mean when you say sheep, and I agree. But it's like the sheep would say that we're like Looney Tunes. Like you guys are crazy.
0: Because why would they ever think about this kind of stuff?
1: I know that's uh...
0: I don't blame people for not under like not understanding hardcore monetary economics. We're the weirdos for it and i and i'm I'm like it's the way it is you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to spend you know a thousand hours learning about monetary economics and about bitcoin in order to like say like understand where your savings should be right this is this means that you're Economy and your monetary system is functioning really, really poorly right so you know we got to take what we can get um, and just kind of
1: so you ain't seen nothing yet
0: yeah, it's interesting at least, so yeah um you know, hopefully he puts his money where his mouth is a little bit, but if he doesn't, you know whatever, but even if he doesn't like. It's better – it's a weird thing
1: because the status quo is the status quo. So let's say he does the status quo but he's saying these things. Like you could still be there and be mad at him for not implementing these policies or getting rid of government, whatever. Whatever he's – I don't know what he's campaigning on. But it's still good, a good sign that someone got elected by saying those things. Right. Does that make sense or does that make me like a – No, no, no. That's uh, exactly,
0: that's exactly what I've been saying.
1: Right, like, the fact, the very fact that this guy got elected and is saying these things, you know, if he doesn't do a good job, I'm sure all the ANCAPs down there will throw him out, but there's a lot of people hearing idea, these ideas that otherwise would not have heard them.
0: Right. But, Slappy, if you're saying all this stuff, then why don't you go out and vote?
1: Um, I don't want to. Yeah.
0: No, no, we're doing, like, I think we're doing the stuff that actually makes the real difference. And the the election is kind of the reflection of what the real difference is.
1: I would vote if I can't, like, if, like, you were running, I would go vote for you if I could. Well, thank you. (laughs) Or if, like, someone I knew, I don't know.
0: Well, what's funny is that the people that are, like, being, you know, cranky and critical... Um you to of, force your
1: views on other people?
0: Well, no, not that. It's just going to the state. Him. they'll point to a couple of things like this guy's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, and and especially for like his uh, pro-Israel views. But weren't like so many people and these are people that are, you know, more right wing, kind of oriented people towards our circles, I guess. But these were the people that were also telling us like, oh yeah, you should go out and and vote for Trump and DeSantis. Because, like, oh, you, you, you can't expect these guys to be perfect, yeah, but, you know, they're they're war in our direction or everything else. It's and,
1: because they put their foot down and said the only way to do anything is to be a Republican or, like, not even a Republican. I don't
0: know. Whatever they are. Post-libertarian? Yeah. It, them and there's other people. Yeah. Oh, like okay, it's a bunch bad. It's a bunch of groups. Sorry. No, I, I mean they are going after them. No, I kind of am because I was going to say – That, you know, they they criticize libertarians for being too, um, you know, pie in the sky and living in Ancapistan in their heads. Like you got to do our strategy, which got Buck Johnson, you know, 45 votes in a podunk, Texas town. Yeah, but it just starts
1: there. If you get one vote on a town council in a town with a population of a thousand and they start making, then everyone will start moving there. (laughs)
0: Uh, you can't like stick to all your principles and be aggressive and stuff. You'll never get a lock dude. So it's just funny.
1: I wonder if the non-aggression principle or Mary Rothbard is helping out that guy down in Argentina.
0: Uh I don't know. He's you know, he's probably... I'm guessing
1: I'm guessing he doesn't have security cuz he has a nap.
0: Yeah. Uh, that keeps coming up again every once in a while. So that funny. The,
1: I'm like, actually so plumb- you need We've talked about it before, but I'm, I'm like blown away that people who thought they were libertarians and now are saying they're not, and they're not because, oh, you think the non-aggression principle will protect you. Right. It's like, man, I wish Mary Rothbard thought of that.
0: It's like, yeah, the non-aggression, like you, you can't defend yourself until the bullet is piercing your flesh. Does it have to actually
1: pierce the flesh or can it just be when it first touches the flesh?
0: That's a good question. I guess when it touches, because (coughs) we can assume that you don't want a bullet touching. Well, it depends. I mean, you could, when you're loading, you know, the bullets in your magazine. um, Bullets are touching your flesh and you would permit that. Mm. So you have to be more specific about. Whether That's or not true, and so you're an okay with a bullet touching your flesh. That
1: you want your flesh to touch bullets if they see you loading a magazine.
0: Right. And then all of a sudden, the bullet goes from touching to piercing your flesh. You know, oh, now suddenly <clears throat> it's a problem. <clears throat> Correct. And, you know, you have no mechanisms for being like, no, well, that you, you, can, you can't, it's just going to. So, yeah, no, that, that, that utterly destroys the non-aggression principle there because you basically have... That should be the title of
1: this episode, Non-Aggression Principle, Destroyed. I know.
0: I already came up... I already have the the WordPress post there, though, so I'm not going to go back and change it. All right. Um, (laughs) We'll use that one next week. Yeah, we'll use it for another time. But yeah, there's there's, uh, basically... There is an infinitesimally small period of time between the bullet touching your flesh and piercing it. And so therefore you can use calculus to say that it's that it's it's so it's approaching zero, this difference in time, that it's basically an arbitrary distinction between touching and piercing your flesh. Therefore, since you're okay with bullets touching your flesh sometimes, you can't then jump to saying you're not okay with it piercing your flesh because it is simply an arbitrary distinction right so man anarcho-capitalism destroyed libertarianism destroyed
1: yeah time to go to what's this is it are that do they consider themselves fascist or
0: is it like i don't know if they do yet that was a thing years ago with like that guy t came up with the (laughs) ant-fash thing that was like i'm just joking but i'm not is he still around? I haven't seen him in ages. I wonder what he's up I don't up know to. what he's doing. He was a young guy. He was very young. He was great when he started, but... Um, then, he was. Geez, I liked him. It was terrible. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, I want to get to the meat of this episode. I'm going to send you something. Uh-oh. So... Um. As you might, as people might know, I tend to sometimes get in arguments on Twitter, especially about Bitcoin stuff, especially about security. And there's been some people out there that are freaking out um, about a lot of people, uh, like ourselves included, saying like, hey, you shouldn't just like trust and use hardware wallets and you should kind of just use generic hardware. And uh, they're saying, oh, no, that's too difficult. You'll never get noobs to uh, to do that. And it's just too confusing for them. too difficult. And it's just totally impractical. So Mm -hmm. one of these people came up with tips for not losing your sats. And he's got this thing that I want to read through and I want to talk about.
1: Send private keys to good friend to hold. Yes, of course.
0: Um, so do you have it up, Sleppy? Uh I sent it in the chat.
1: Oh, you sent it in the chat? Yeah. I don't look in the chat. I wasn't even facing my computer. All
0: right. But uh. this, is, this is one of those guys that, like, you know, if you present to him the idea of, like, running Bitcoin Core on a laptop, he'll freak out and say, no, they're going to mess that up. It's terrible. No one's going to do that. And heaven forbid you suggest doing something like I've been running Lidical. core for years. Yeah, I know.
1: I didn't even know I was running it when I started.
0: I know. I love that's one of the greatest moments. And. Yeah, because that in was intimidating
1: when I was like getting into it and they're like, you got to run a node, you got to run a node, you got to run a node. I'm like, I don't have time to run a node.
0: Well, I mean, there I got like a
1: job and I got family. How am I going to run a node? I'm going to well, verify are- all these transactions. I don't think so.
0: There were all these like Bitcoin maximalists that were being like, "Ah, oh, yeah, running a node. I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet." Yeah, it's like, dude, dude, you don't, you don't know what that is. Ah, oh, man, I got to think about that setup and everything. It's like, what do you like?
1: Well, that's no- probably what caused to my my or what helped uh, cause some of my confusion is that people I thought knew Bitcoin would be like. Kind of dancing
0: around it. Yeah, well, I, and that's the thing. I, I used just...
1: to run a node. I don't anymore. <laughs>
0: um, my my aunt's cousin run a node, yeah, so yeah, that's I can talk about running nodes. So uh,
1: that I I, I kind of remember those days, and I'm like, man, but I want to be a real Bitcoiner. I gotta I gotta learn how to run this node. I will well, learn how to run. Being a a,
0: node. being a real Bitcoiner is just like repeating what you heard on your favorite podcast and not being able to like understand it or defend it at all. You're just like repeating some work. You're just good at memorizing some, some, some lines.
1: I can't remember. It might've been vague. I can't remember who taught me how to run a node, but they're like, all right, all right. So, so are you running Bitcoin core? I'm like, yeah, got it open. Now what do I do? That's it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was, that was that year. Like when, uh, Scott Horton had Roger Veer on, to give his like spiel on Bitcoin Cash, right? And and Roger Veer's like, and no one's gonna like all these Bitcoin, ma- uh, Bitcoin, you know, maximalist people say, he I don't think you call it maximalist basically. Hey, so you got to run a node and everything, and but like no one's ever gonna do that. And Scott's like, hey, is that the thing where you like download like, this thing it and you open it up? To it but it took me like two weeks to get it going. It takes a while for that little bar on the bottom of the screen. To, to like say you're good. Roger's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I do that.
1: <laughs> that. That was so funny because uh, it just was.
0: I do that between, you know, skateboarding sessions and uh, interviewing guys talking about foreign policy. Exactly. Oh, it was incredible. Like Scott had no idea how much he just absolutely dunked on Roger Veer there. Just destroy it. Uh, he, had, destroy it. He, did, like, he didn't even, he wasn't even trying. No, it like, that's what made it great. It was so great. It was a very honest, like, oh, was that that thing? Oh yeah, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get into this, uh, tips for not losing your sats. Cause the Eagle starts soon. Uh, number one, buy two hardware wallets directly from two different vendors That is Trezor plus cold card. Use a decoy email and ideally ship to a P.O. box if you have one. They are not expensive. Uh, Pay for them using Bitcoin if possible. Mm -hmm. So, right away, like we're, like, the problem with buying a hardware wallet one, is it like a noob doesn't necessarily, a noob is going to go, oh, I need a horrible while. Let me go on Amazon. And don't realize that if you're buying not directly from the manufacturer, then someone can tamper with it. Mm-hmm. Now, also, if you buy directly from the manufacturer, someone can tamper with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this, there's this also this issue with you got to put your address there. So you got to get. You got to get it mailed to. You got to put your perhaps your credit card information. That's where buying
1: grandma comes in handy.
0: Yeah. Just send it to your grandma's house. And, and it's like right off the bat. Oh, uh, it's it's too many steps. You're you running Bitcoin core on a on a old laptop using running Lin or Ubuntu. That's just too much for someone. But their first step is you got to buy two different <laughs> hardware wallets and it's like. I'm not even gonna get into the, the hardware. We've talked about it to death. And um, but then you got to ship it to a PO box. Who mm-hmm. in the world? What normie is gonna hear that and go like, Yeah, I'm gonna follow your advice. Oh, I gotta oh, sign yeah, up for cool. a PO so box. A
1: PO box. They're not. Oh expensive. yeah,
0: that'll take me three seconds. I'm gonna do that right now. Give me a break. Okay. Step two: find a closed room. Remove everything digital except the hardware wallet. So this is from the FUD from guys like NVK and, and these, you know, these security experts that when you say something like, well, no, I just want to use an old laptop and they'll be like, well, someone could be outside your house and sending a directed wave beam through your window at your computer and read the vibrations of your hard drive while it creates the, the private That's why I'm key.
1: wondering, like, like, I have been doing expense reports as we're talking, and um, you may have heard some keystrokes. I don't know yeah. if they came through or not. I'm concerned that people listening could put their little sound beam up and know exactly what I was typing.
0: What's funny is that I'm not exaggerating. That's what MVK put on his Roger Veer level scam yeah. site. Uh what was it called? Uh, airgapcomputer.com or something. Like it was that insane. Like it you when I remember that, and I remember thinking like he
1: must be like giggling, but no, he like defended it.
0: Yeah. Like could that happen? Yeah, I guess. But what's the chance I'm assuming
1: of- it can. I don't know where these sound beams that pick up the rhythm of your hard drive to know what's on there i have no idea if that's true or not sounds like Appar- a sci-fi movie sure it's, ap- apparently
0: it's possible but like this is also possible, done like, in like possible uh, or able to be done are like well that's what you. i mean it's able to be done probably in like a lab setting with like no other sounds going on or anything you know it's just it's just a very. You're, you're not going to do a
1: drive-by and point your little laser gun at someone's house and get their private keys. Also, is, does it only does it only detect private keys or does it detect everything else on the
0: hard drive? I don't know. I and don't then, know. does it's, it
1: give you that those that seed phrase in order? <laughs> like, there's a well, lot it, on a hard drive.
0: It's just. I, I like kind like, of want to like challenge
1: someone. I want to tell someone like, "Hey." Bring your sound beam over here and shoot it at my computer, and then steal my Bitcoin. You can have yeah. it if you get it.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's just uh, apparent. I think I don't know if it's ex- this exact thing, but stuff like this has been done, like in lab settings. But like, that's what I'm so, saying. All right, right, cool. Not so, very, like, not very practical. If you're in your living room, like, it's just
1: like I, I just can't even believe,
0: I, well, whatever. I don't don't know. do it. it. Here's the thing. Don't, don't go to a coffee shop and have your private keys on your computer screen. And ask someone to watch your computer while you go grab <laughs> another coffee. Right. Like, and they take that kind of concept and then just like go to the absolute most insane extreme thing that they can. Well, I was at someone's house one time
1: and this person was i was helping them set up a like set up a wallet and they had some money in different um different exchanges well it's not money yet um and they put their seed phrase on the screen and i was like well that's and uh, As soon as it got up, I walked out of like I walked away from the computer and while it was still up. Now, this is a guy who didn't understand how important that seed phrase is, despite me trying to explain it. He got up and went to the bathroom. I left the room because I'm thinking. One good way to destroy a friendship is for this guy who's obviously not really good with his security. To know I saw his seed phrase <laughs> and was in the room when he wasn't there, when he when his Bitcoin eventually gets stolen, right. um. And so I left the room, and when he came back in, I I told I was like explaining I don't want like I would never do that, but I don't even want the possibility of being accused of it. Right. Protect these seed phrases. Don't put them on your share drive at work. Mm-hmm. You could have some, like yeah, I'm sure all your coworkers that you at. at who you, you're with don't know what Bitcoin is, but you don't know who has access to that drive. Right. And that's where he was saving them. So I was like, we got to move this immediately somewhere else. Yep.
0: But anyway. Yeah. So yeah, someone's going to go find, go in a closed room. Uh, it's just stupid. All right. Step number three, generate and write down your seeds times two. Immediately punch them into metal. Then triple check them for accuracy, slip the metal plate and card into a temper evident bag, never remove or even look at them again. Never, ever let any anything digital see or hear them. I don't know what here how you can hear a uh, metal plate.
1: You've never talked. You've never had a conversation with a metal plate. (laughs) Are you being serious? You work in refining and you've never talked to the metal.
0: Uh, you know what? I probably have to, to be honest.
1: And did Um, you ever, but you don't see, that's your problem is you don't listen. You don't take the time to listen to what the metal
0: has to say. It was probably telling me seed words.
1: (laughs) It was.
0: (laughs) So I obviously missed out a lot.
1: No. Um,
0: uh, so I don't think that metal plates are necessarily bad. I just don't think they're necessary. And so here's, um, like,
1: here's the thing too. Um Yeah, you know, generate and write down your C times two. Immediately punch them in the metal, then triple check them for accuracy, slip the metal plates and card into a timbre evident bag. Never remove or even look at them again. Never ever let anyone anything digital see or hear them. Well, like, if you're putting it somewhere where, you, like, like if I go to your house, Rallo, and I see your tamper-resistant bag, and I open it and take a picture of it and put it back where it was, and then go home and take your money, uh, like, you know it was taken, <laughs> I guess. You know someone tampered, but it's gone.
0: Right. Well, in fairness, here he's talking about doing like a multi sig. So just getting one
1: isn't. does he say that there?
0: Well, we're getting there, I think. All right. Okay.
1: Oh, and I take that back. We we can go back and edit that out. No, I mean, I don't need all the comments about, you know, Slappy's an idiot, doesn't know what multi sig is.
0: But, um, no, I mean, it still was, I don't know. It's goofy, though. I think the Tamper Evident bag is kind of stupid. Because, like, if you're using multi-sig, like, the likelihood that they're going to get both is not very high. I don't know. I, I, I have some, I actually do have some, um, like, fire safe bags.
1: So do I. That's where I keep my, well, don't look in the fire safe bags of my house. <laughs> They tamper um, evident? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll know if you if you yeah, yeah.
0: But again, but that's that's why this is kind of like stupid because it's like, well, why do you need the tamper evident bag and why do you need the metal plate like if you're doing multi-seg and it's just kind of feels it,
1: like well, it's, it's fine. I I in and, and that, if that's the case, fine. I mean, you wouldn't know if someone touched it, you can move it.
0: Yeah, I guess that's good, but you know. You know. Where if are someone you? Someone got one of my
1: keys, I'd be like I'll move this elsewhere.
0: Who are you inviting into your house? It's going to be like looking into uh, your uh...
1: cousin Eddie. I don't know.
0: Yeah, whatever. Cousin Eddie would never do that. No, his heart's bigger than his brain. We have another step three, but this is advanced. Okay. If using cold card, generate a decoy single sig wallet. Use an easy to remember pin like one two three four five. And put 1% to 5% of your stack. This is your contingency stack if an attacker held you at gunpoint. Okay. Um. I don't know. Like, fine, that's I kind don't of, know. I, I, Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I think that that's kind of like a neat.
1: I think that's a good feature.
0: However, it doesn't work if you have. Here's the thing. I don't know – and this is why these like kind of uh, – what's it called? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, gimmicky things don't really hold much water because if you're like, – for the, for the most part, you're probably not going to have like an idiot who doesn't know anything about Bitcoin trying to steal your Bitcoin. Yeah, no. So they're gonna know that's a dummy thing, right? It's like, oh, you have a cold card and the pin. Like, what's your pin? One, two, three, four, five. And you see, it's just like a real small amount. It's gonna be like, all right, well, that's obviously your dummy thing. Where is the rest of it? Like, they're not targeting you for a thousand dollars. They're targeting you for a hundred thousand dollars or
1: whatever. And the, the good news though is that if they kill you, they're not getting it. So at least you'll be alive.
0: Or if they just feel like killing you, they'll kill you. But So, all right. Step number four. Think of a different memorable nickname for each wallet and pin code for each wallet linked to the name. There are many strategies to do this. Stringing words together and translating them into numbers is easier than n- memorizing numbers. So this is like, I don't like this about these hardware wallets where they have the, uh, like the 13th seed word, if you will, or the passphrase or the pin, mm-hmm. Uh, because if you don't know that, if you forget it, uh, you're toast. Um, and again, it's just like more steps to, for someone for the new, remember, this is all for the noob too. Uh, step five, sign up for unchained.com. Create a vault immediately. Download uh, and client-side encrypt your recovery file, ideally using a high-entropy private key via YubiKey, Key Titan or similar, and store it in cloud storage. All right. So we're already introducing some, you know, third parties and everything yeah. into your. Well, I'm not it's familiar like... with that stuff, but I wouldn't. Well, know. No, we've talked about on chain here.
1: Yeah, we've talked about on chain. What's Titan and YubiKey? I don't know. Just ideally using a high-end private? Okay. So that's just like a key creator? I don't know.
0: I guess. Whatever. But, like, again, it's just, why are you getting, you're just introducing more pain and suffering if something goes wonky with uh, with Unchained. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Step five, the advanced version. Learn to use Sparrow Wallet connected to your own node and send a vault transaction in Mm. the event unchained became unavailable. Um, Okay, so we're taking all these steps, but like...
1: Number five is run your own
0: node. Yeah, but like no explanation about like how to do that. Uh, It's just kind of like taken for granted. And it's like, all right, well, do you run your own node on something like a... uh, you know, your daily driver computer on windows. That's if you don't tell a noob not to do that, that's what they're going to do. And so, you know, you're going to be having a lot less secure and, you know, much, you know, a a greater chance for malware and everything going through that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Step number six, store your two hardware wallets and two seed phrases in four physically separate secure locations. Um, okay. Well, I guess he's saying to have put your two private keys redundant. Like there's two copies of each private key in two separate places. You've just doubled the attack surface for someone finding it. So that's why I think that's why I like the like the three of seven with Yeti Cold. Is that you don't you just have a bunch of them out there. Uh different ones. Um, okay, good options, a home safe, a trusted friend, family's home, your office, a safe deposit box at a bank or independent vault company. All right, that's all fine. Uh, step number seven, stack sets into your vault by auto DCA with river or Swan periodically consolidate UTXOs when mempool is low. Um, all right, we've talked about DCA to death um here's the thing that's kind of goofy periodically consolidate utxos when mempool is low uh noobs aren't going to know what that means or what or what to do or when to do it um and they're not going to do it but even if someone who wants to do it all right so that's gonna be a real pain in the butt if you have all your seeds and everywhere in four separate locations and it's like oh mempools
1: once uh however often you're pulling those uh utxos that you gotta go get them all
0: yeah it's it's silly it's dumb and that's why you shouldn't that's one of the reasons why it's a bad idea to auto dca and then auto withdraw at every dca when you're doing yeah, don't do that when you're doing hourly dollar cost averaging and immediately withdrawing it to your to your uh, unless
1: you're buying like a million dollars and splitting that up over the day Sure.
0: Yeah. Maybe then that's kind of practical, but otherwise.
1: But if you're buying like 10 bucks
0: or a hundred bucks. Just bad ideas. Yeah. And we've talked talked about that before. Seven. Now, eight. Eight. Don't tell anyone you don't trust that you own Bitcoin. Don't tell anyone how much you own. If asked, imply it's very modest and much less than you actually own.
1: Ironically, most Bitcoiners do the opposite. Right.
0: And also, ironically, he's telling you to sign up
1: to, to Unchain tell Capital. How much you have.
0: Where you're going to tell them how much you have.
1: And not only do you not trust them, but you don't even know who they are.
0: And who that information might get leaked to. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So now we're just in general comments. Never use leverage. Never stack with your food money stack slowly and sustainably stay humble do not fomo do not try to trade or tie in the market if you want to do this for fun use less than five percent of your stack don't do that but if you're going to (laughs) yeah
1: i don't know i don't really have too much of a problem with that if you want to mess with your money go ahead
0: it's just it's just funny it's just Um, like
1: gambling on anything else like if i if i want to take my paycheck and Gamble it on uh, DraftKings. Is it stupid? Yeah, but whatever. People do it.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Do your entertainment.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So here's the last line. This strategy is simple to execute. No, Initial it's not. setups takes less than one day to set up and protects against the vast majority of common mistakes people make. Ah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, now, I don't know, you know what delusion could, it he's could living worse. in. be worse, probably. It could be worse, but it's not good. Sure. It's really terrible, especially when there's like other options out there. Yeah. That are not that terrible.
1: I mean, Yeti cold is um, so easy. Slap, he could do it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I keep getting told that Yeti. Oh, no one. No noobs are going to be able to do that. And it's like, I've had several noobs. They don't know anything about anything. And when just, he was um, like,
1: "Run, run Ubuntu," I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Ubuntu, Google. What is Ubuntu?" Right. I figured it out.
0: But all the steps are laid out, and if they're just doing it, then
1: and that's I've all moved it. I've moved it around, so I was able to use the, you know, because you are practicing with the small amounts, and um, like a year after I set it up, I did it again just to make sure, <laughs> make sure I could still do it. And it all worked well.
0: Yep. Because all it is is just you're running... It's just some scripts running on top of Bitcoin again. Core. It's nothing, it's nothing magical. It's yeah. just automating things that you can do on Core. Yeah.
1: Might, might have to uh, try it again just for fun. Yeah.
0: And that's why I wish... I wish there were more things out there that leveraged Bitcoin core that we didn't just have to talk about Yeti cold that there was other things, other options, other solutions out there that people could implement because that's what we want. We want a lot of ideas. We want a lot of different things. So that the best things, because yeah, Yeti can be a little bit clunky. It's, it's extremely tedious. It's easy to do, but it's tedious.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so hopefully, and, th- and there's there's people working on some stuff out there, um, but I wish there were more people out there. But it's just way easier to to sell hardware wallets, and it's way easier to you know get your um, little bit of a residual income from your uh, uh, affiliate link to your hardware, your favorite hardware wallet company, and everything. So it's just everything's so screwed up and yeah. So that's the, uh, the tips for not losing your stack, your sats. That's, uh, a a strategy that is quote simple to execute. Do it if you want to, or just, well, the funny thing about it is like,
1: it's, I mean, I mean, it's not like anything there is challenging, but to say it's like simple steps, there's eight of them, and it has to do with running your own node and setting up accounts with Swan and River or um Getting whatever. a P.O. box. Like, they could have just said go to Yeti Cold. Right. And it would be safer. And, uh, you know, like, he, I mean, and if you want to talk about expense, like... I'm pretty sure the computers I bought were like 140 bucks a piece. Um, I, I don't know how much how, what's a cold card cost over 100 uh, dollars. Let's see. Is that the only thing you really need to pay for? I mean, I guess you have to have a computer.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like you, you're just kind of using a uh,
1: metal plates. Daily... I don't well, know how yeah. much they cost. Not like metal plates are going to be real expensive, but that's another cost, you know. And so if you add up all the costs to this, it's yeah, probably cold cards. Cold cards, one hundred fifty bucks. One hundred fifty. Yeah. Okay, so one hundred fifty there. And you
0: got to buy two of them.
1: You need two of them for this setup. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, yeah, sure. So there's three hundred. Well, two
0: different ones. Yeah, yeah.
1: So but there's three hundred bucks seven. without shipping and handling. My computers cost two eighty combined. Right. I don't know what else you have to pay for. I didn't buy any metal plates. I'm sure they're a couple bucks.
0: Or a P.O. box.
1: Or a P.O. box. Um, you know, you still have to set up a, a node. Uh, but if you just said go to Yeti Cold. It's a a lot easier. You can watch a YouTube video how to set it up. You could, or you could just skip that and go right through the steps. Just have your two computers. Tells you how to do everything. Ah, uh, you did need like um, thumb drives. What else? That's like, I mean, it really wasn't. CDs. If you're gonna be like blank CDs. Yeah, yeah, CDs. Which cost uh, nothing. No, I know. So. It's just funny, like if if you're, if this, and I'm not saying this guy is saying Yeti is bad, or I don't even know who this guy is. Um, But if you're telling someone to do all this, why not just say,
0: try Yeti? I know, but they're against, it's this thing, because NVK said at one time that, oh, you can't use a computer and run core, an air cap computer, you're going to lose your money without like actually saying why other than like well someone's going to shoot a laser through your window and read the vibrations of your hard drive and pull all that data off and find your keys yeah
1: like i can't imagine i don't know how this sound laser works like does it does it pull off all the files just like they look on on the desktop i have no idea or is it all just a bunch of like ones and
0: zeros well i imagine it's ones and i don't know i don't know
1: um, I'm kind I kind of want to find this sound computer laser reader, see how it works.
0: Well, and it's probably pretty cheap too. So someone who has a, their hands on this thing, it probably, you know, costs them, you know, how maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred bucks. And so like if someone is know.
1: shooting this laser from the street to my computer, it's a relatively small area to hit from a distance. How, how, like if you just put it in the general area, will it pick up the sound or does it have to be like pretty accurate? I have no idea. Cause that's what I want to find out. Cause you could just drive down the street and get everyone's computers. Just shoot your laser at every house.
0: Apparently. Unless you're in a just windowless room. with a computer. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so it's all just kind of stupid. Yeah, It's people that, you know, listen to some stuff and think they're geniuses. Yeah. And how come you can't,
1: I don't know this answer, but does the sound laser work on a cold card? Like if you shot at a cold, cold card, does it do anything <laughs> or no? Because it doesn't have like a, a hard drive spinning in there.
0: I don't know. But I guess that's why you're in your windowless room. <laughs> because funny. you're obviously anyone who's using a cold card is in a windows room so it doesn't right. even matter yeah yeah definitely or like hanging out in the closet or something right just well that's the thing all the, just come all on these, out of the closet all these cold card users are in the closet
1: yeah just come on out it's okay The sound laser's is not going to get you
0: uh that i'm glad we just came up with that that's a good meme
1: <laughs> that's true
0: yep so no windows all right. in my nope <laughs> all right so that's all i got
1: all right
0: any words of wisdom before we uh call it
1: <sighs> happy thanksgiving
0: oh yeah happy thanksgiving we'll uh Eagles play the Chiefs tonight.
1: Yep. Ooh, rematch the Playing Super Bowl. Playing the Chiefs. Bowl. Yep. Uh, will
0: Taylor Swift be at the game? Ooh, it's a good question. And Something if she is, will really she do secret about.
1: handshakes with the other girl. Who is the other girl? I don't know. The other girl in the booth that they always show her doing the secret handshake with. Yeah. Guessing it's a sister or wife of one of the players?
0: Uh, It might be. Mahomes' wife. Mahomes? Yeah.
1: Mahomes lets the Kelsey's in his little secret box. I wonder if they have, like, a family section or if, like, each player gets a box. There's no way they give each player a box. I don't think so. No chance. It's got to be, like, a family section.
0: Yeah. Who knows? I don't. Anyway. Um, that's all I got. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Go birds.
1: Peace.